Hello, welcome to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast that thinks slot cars are best enjoyed with your tongue in your cheek. I'm Scott, and I'm talking to you from sunny West Sussex, where from somewhere deep within the Oxfordshire Motorsport Triangle, locked in his shed, trying to make his slot cars go faster, I'm joined by my co-host and Perfect Ten... Pedro. In this episode, we'll be talking about new cars, old cars, races, and swap meets. I went to a swap meet in East London, Pedro went racing in Oxford, and we're both interested in a new look for an old event in Belgium. Meanwhile, the undoubted star of the week comes from Canada. You can't accuse us of being little Englanders. Now, Pedro, I know we discussed what we were going to do, but I may have to add something quickly because I've just had a delivery. You have? Yep. Doorbell went just two minutes ago. Postman was there. Nice box. I have to say, I was expecting it. I ordered something on eBay late on Sunday night. Everybody does that, don't they? They buy slot cars (laughs) late on Sunday night on eBay. And I'm delighted to say it has arrived and the outer box looked a little bit worse for wear so i was a little bit anxious but actually all is good all is fine inside well, 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 uh, well, well, although... we, we need to do an unboxing well, scott well, we need photos of your beaten up box to put on the internet so people no, can share in the joy of an you, unboxing yeah. or should we ban no, that no, no. i think we did that i think we i think we did that last week and i think we should go out on a high I think one <laughs> invisible unboxing. But suffice to say, I'm doubly excited and I may want to get the show over because I want to play with my new car. So ah. if, you, if you get a sense of me rushing you on, it's because I've got a new stock car. Dear listener, this, anyway. this week we will only ramble on for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Some luck. Anyway. Um, Come on then, what is it? Let's start off Let's start off with this. With, it is. It's a Porsche 935 by Fly, of which I have many. Uh, and regular listeners will know that last week I got a Porsche 935 by Carrera, which pleased me very much. Um, so I'm on a bit of a Porsche 935 kick. You, you know, Linda. this, yeah. this, I beg you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, that's what you mean. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> to all the gay community. <laughs> the the, uh, the uh, it's um, it's a model of the 935 that actually won Le Mans. Uh, and it comes in a special cardboard box rather than a regular fly one. Um, and this one looks pristine. It's a sort of gold sort of shoeboxy size thing. It's even got a little booklet inside the lid, which is still in the cellophane and hasn't uh... been opened. So I have I have high hopes of it all being pristine. But being me, of course, it will be out. The car will be taken from the box. The magnet will be removed. A little bit of lubrication will be put on the bushes, and then vroom! Down the track. So I was going to ask you, um, because you were giving us fantastic uh, details about the box, it was almost like I was there in your study, and I really appreciated that. But you didn't tell me what the damn livery was. What's the livery on it? Is it a martini? Is the it, liv- what, I don't do, know do you what won and what didn't do you mean, you mean you don't know which livery won Le Mans? My God. Not for a 935, no. Sorry. Uh, it's, a, it's a crit. It's white. Uh, and it was a Kramer yes. Porsche. 
Yeah. Uh, and the prince, the principal sponsor is uh, Numero Reserve or Numero Reserve. I don't know how you would pronounce it because I don't know whether it's Italian or French. Well, I'm going to have to go uh, and Google it. Then, I have no idea what we're talking about. And that Philippe Salvi is the other one. So it's uh, it's a gorgeous thing. Uh, I think it was uh, 1979, Klaus Ludwig and the Whittington Brothers. Oh, Don the Whittington Brothers. Mm, weren't they the drug Whittington dealers? Brothers. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, so here, off at a tangent. Immediately, you can't, re- you can't remember. You can't. You can't. You can't remember the livery, but you remember that they were the drug felony. dealers. I like. That. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a t-shirt in that. Something to do with livery and felony. I like it. Um, four minutes in, and I'm off. Slight. No, nah, it's not really a tangent, is it? But on my Instagram feed this week, um, I follow a an account called Obscure Cars Daily. And he posted up a picture of some, funnily enough, obscure car. And it was vaguely related to, there was a, whoever ran, oh, this is rambling, who ran the marches with a blue livery? Was it Blue Thunder? Not Blue Wonder? Oh, we're back on pills again, aren't we? I found, I found an empty box of Viagra on a dog walk earlier today. Were you disappointed? Oh. No, I was amused intensely. <laughs> it was just like, oh, what's that doing here? I, it was a very shiny box. I'm not familiar with the boxes, dear yeah. listener. I am not familiar with the boxes. Let's make that clear. Um, but it was a very shiny thing, and I'm a magpie, so I just went over and had a look at this litter on the floor. I went, Viagra, and it made me giggle. And so what I did with it... <laughs> that's, not, that's not one of the after effects I've done. <laughs> what I did with the box thinking this can't be just cast aside idly in the corner of the recreation park i i took it over to one of the benches and sort of stuck it between the slats of one of the benches so the next person who sits on the bench will go oh because <laughs> that just made me it amused my tiny little mind anyhow um the box on the viking uh, on the viking on the fly that's I'm not a big fan of boxes, but I do remember one or two of my BMWs, M1s, came in nice presentation boxes. Oh, he's waving it at the camera. Oh, I remember that library. Oh, I'm, I am jumping just, around because uh, the... I forgot to finish my bit about uh, Obscure Cars Daily. The They were talking about this uh, guy. Um, he was almost... You, not you, He was almost praising him, and he was an absolute scoundrel of a drug smuggler. smuggler. Um Along with the Whittingtons, I'm, so I don't, I don't I'm approve at all. But now. there you go. That's... No idea. I, I don't know who we're talking about now. I'm confused. No, well, he was something to do with um, the Blue Thunder March, which is a classic library. I believe Revel may have done it on their march, and uh, he was also known for sniffing uh, stuff. Well, no, I've actually I I, smoked. Stuff. Well, of course. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, cue the image. I was involved in uh, some. Uh, Drug smuggling. I hasten to add. <laughs> involved in <laughs> I don't think you want to confess um, that on a podcast, Scott. I was I was PR at BMW when yeah. the team manager for the BTCT team uh, was caught, uh, famously with <gasps> some ba- banned substances in the race truck on the way back from testing, Ooh. and uh, right at the end of the season, and it was all a bit uh, a bit tense. But anyway, that's a different story. It's well documented, so we don't need to go over it here. Um, Shall we? Shall we get back to slot cars? Although there is a slot car of that. Uh, oh no, there isn't a slot car of that car because it was a ninety-two 
BMW, the Listerine one, the green coloured one. I'm gonna. Uh, it, I don't think there's a stock car of that. Is that an E30? Hmm. Oh, do you know, even though I worked there, I never really remember the numbers. Oh, the E36. Godfathers. Well, it was. I always find we didn't sell E numbers. I said we sold the three. <laughs> so all all the fanboys all love quoting it's an E this and E. That. It's like the Mercedes. I bet you go W one two four or whatever. Oh, well, I do because I've got I a one no two idea. three. But that's all that. Oh well, there you go. I've got no idea what that looks like, other than letters and a number. Well, just imagine imagine automotive beauty in a slightly boxy style, Germanic boxy style, and there you are. That you can you. That's the W123. That's a 190, isn't it? No. It's Business Scramble uh, this weekend coming, and I'm going to hopefully take my 123 there. So uh, look out for it, and please don't scratch the paint if you see it in the car park. Anyway, anyway, meanwhile, back at Slot Cars. Yeah, back on planet Earth. and, and, and And I set this up as being the most significant piece of news this week, and it's from Canada, and it's the new MR Slot Car Shadow. Yeah, you're saying uh, it wrong. Think... You're saying it wrong. It's Mr. Slotcar. Shadow? <laughs> no, Mr. Slotcar. I know he likes to say he's MR Slotcar, but we all know it's really Mr. Slotcar. Mr. Slotcar. Um, now, neither of us have got one of these, so we should we should caveat any opinions we have on the basis that we've never even touched one. Or seen one. Um, but but it, it, highly anticipated, I think, would be the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been trailed trailed a lot on uh, certain YouTube channels, uh, and I've seen pictures of them on track. So I presume at least some people somewhere, uh, the containers have arrived and they're, they're getting shipped out. So possibly America rather than Europe, but only a matter of time. Uh, but you were keen. To, you were keen to talk about this. I think. Yeah, you're uh, so out. Why? You're, why is my question? We were so out of date, Scott. It it has shipped. It, um, Sean had them. Uh, and he briefly sold out. I was I was looking. Uh, it appeared on his like um, recent arrivals last Friday, I think. And by Sun, what's today? What is today? Wednesday. I think maybe by Monday it sold out. But I noticed this morning um, it's back in stock. So I don't know if people have returned them or what. But um, customer, return. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> why am I excited? Why am I interested in it? I wouldn't say I'm excited about it. I am interested in it. I. It's, so here's the thing. I like Can-Am. I have one or two Can-Am cars, and I do like the early days of Can-Am. I don't like what this uh, DN4 represents, like a mad, barely hidden um, Formula 5000 or whatever it was under the skin. I don't like, for some reason, it just, it makes me think of wing cars, and that isn't a good thing, you know, uh, slot car wing cars. It's just, however... This appears to be a really quite crisp and nicely detailed model, and it is quite different. Um, so I'm very curious about it. Um, I have no intention of buying one whatsoever, but I am hopeful that if it's a success, and I believe there's only 1,950 of these ones uh, shipping, but if it's a success for Mr. Slotcar, that he's going to be doing others. I believe he's already some way down the line doing the Ferrari Can-Am car, which would be interesting. Um, I don't know it, so I'd have to go and look up the shape and decide whether or not I was vaguely interested in all the while knowing that I don't like Ferraris. Um, but I think, it, I think it's, a, it's, a, 
it's a step change for Mr. Slotkar as I see it, because the last thing he punted out was I was excited about and I was looking forward to the XJ um, XK220, and that was an epic disappointment, which I wouldn't touch with a barge pole. Um, this is uh, how does one company, uh, admittedly some years have passed maybe, but how does one company go from the nastiness of the 220 to the crispness and the attractive model of the DM4? Discuss. Or you can't. There's a number of things to add. How, why? No, let's start with, um, I think, a quick correction, if I may, go on, go on. I may be wrong. Yep. I, you sort of said this is, looks like a kind of a, you know, a Formula 5000 car with some bodywork on it. I think you do a little disservice. I think the actual car uh, was still uh, what we would recognise perhaps as a sort of group, you know, a proper two-seater uh, open sports car. Uh, a latterly, Can-Am did become single-seaters with bodywork on, didn't they? So March. I apologise. But this, I think... This is still a real. This is still a real uh, sports car, okay. uh, if you like. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I, I think as we were saying before, I'm not familiar with this car at all. I have no, no idea what the, the real car looks like. So this looks like a nice model. Mm. Um, I, I was quite familiar with how the Jaguar looked, um, and when it came through, I was maybe a little bit. Thought, mm, is this a little bit caricaturish? It's a very funny shape that car in reality. True. Uh, it's a, you know there's a lot of very gentle curves and concaves going on there. It's, I mean even in, in real life it's a, a complex shape. To try and shrink that down, I would imagine it's very difficult. So I'm giving them lots of latitude there, but also um, I think you know to slotize it, if that's the right word, a bit like our good friends at Ninko used to do. It's maybe a little wider than it probably should be, strictly speaking, scale, but you know, it you know. To quote Shakespeare, a rose by any other name is still a rose. It, it looks like what it's meant to be. I was very keen. I got the the actual livery, the green one that raced, the Unipart sponsored is one that, that raced. Um, uh, David Coulter? Uh, yeah, he was one of the drivers. The ones that got disqualified for cheating. <laughs> I mean, was that Tom Walkinshaw? Oh, you, you, you're, you're leaping to correct assumptions. <laughs> but anyway, the point... Point being, how so? Why is your disappointment with the Jaguar because you think it should have more finesse, more detail? What's what was your re reason for disappointment with the Jag, at, and why? Yeah, perversely, what what's your joy in the shadow? At the time, my um, annoyance was with the lack of detail in it and the god awful doors. I mean, the thing did not have double glazing and massive frames around the doors like what Mr. Slotcar produced. And then there was stuff um, I'm struggling completely to remember, but I seem to recall there was a big kind of um, duct for the radiator up the front and they just sort of filled it in, I think, uh, if my dodgy memory is correct. And so it looked very much like a, um, a bit of a fudge, uh, disappointing fudge, because the McLaren wasn't bad. The, they got the shape slightly wrong, but it wasn't woeful and i don't think it was 132nd but it wasn't woeful um so my disappointment was on those grounds and on those grounds um as they say on dragon's den i was out i wasn't buying it mate and then you slap a fantasy livery on it and obviously i am apoplectic with rage the dn4 it just looks like a it is hard for me to explain. I think what I appreciate is the attention to detail that appears, not knowing the one-to-one, -one, so this seems like slight 
hypocrisy. But it appears like it's a finely detailed model. I mean, he's gone to some effort completely redesigning guide blades um, or guide mechanisms in order to get that ridiculously low nose, which I have to say um, is surely just going to shatter into a gazillion pieces when you start trying to run it on dodgy plexi track like what we have uh, at Ramsden. Um, but he's gone to some effort to try and make a real scale model of it. Um, and it looks quite nice. I, I'm sure I've seen a photo, you know, when you have exposed um, inlet trumpets on big banger V8s and things, it's quite easy for the manufacturer just to sort of, you know, chrome the things and leave it at that. But I believe there's, a, it looks to me in a photo I've seen, like there's a little bit of detail inside the trumpet. I don't know what it is, but it looks quite detailed. And I guess I'm just making the case for being a detailed fanboy. I admire the effort that appears to have gone in. If it turns out it hasn't got Euro standard hubs, if it turns out that really clever guide is a bit of a liability, or if it turns out that that front splitter, is it a splitter? It's bodywork, actually, isn't it? The, the bodywork is just too mm. frail to be run. That'll be a disappointment. Not one I'll feel too badly because I won't have bought one. Let me make that clear. <laughs> 82 quid i'm not buying one but it represents a good a good help. direction for him to go in maybe although i'd like mr slot carter he's a bit he's a bit uh what's the word unreliable i mean the 220 Ooh. was close to the mclaren f1 era was close to i think mclaren's did run against 333s but i think each almost each time i'm, I'm making sweeping um, assumptions here but I think almost each time he's gone for a different powertrain or a different uh, inline sidewinder angle wire, whatever um, so there's an inconsistency but I I put on slot for him I would take him off the naughty step which I put him on for the 220 and suggest that this is looking like a sharp model that bodes well for possible future canons, which I would possibly be interested in as long as they don't look like wing cars there you go. That's my rationalisation, and it makes perfect sense in my heed. In your heed, well, we'll we'll let the listeners decide. Um, I think it's great that we've got I think overall thing, leaving the detail aside. The um the fact that we've got so many manufacturers making ready to run cars. Um, so it's not you know, twenty years ago there was a handful. Yeah. Now there's pages and pages of them on any of the, the retail websites on there. So I think that's great. Now, the price, yeah, okay, maybe it's a lot of money, but it's limited volume. It's, you know, I guess there'll be a few different liveries, but there's not much choice on this one, so we can't make endless uh, variations on it. So they've got to recoup the cost. And it puts something interesting into the market. So, I mean, when was the last time we had, I'm going to show my age, the Vanquish MG? Now, yeah. Are, that's the, that was the last shadow I bought. Um, yeah, I had a couple so, of those. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's about four times the size and weight. Of yeah, thing. but it did have a working so... diff, Scott. It had a working diff. How cool was that? And how many did you break? Well, exactly. I was going to say for how long did it yeah. last? How long did it last? But anyway, okay. Well, that's that's uh, yeah, good. I think it's just, but certainly a very interesting car. I think it seems to be exciting people will find out soon enough when the speed demons get them on the track how fast it goes. yeah well i don't feel like it needs to go super fast i hope it doesn't go super fast because it will break into a gazillion pieces the front 
just not the front, you know, the roll bar, those trumpets, that wing, it's all going to break into a gazillion pieces for sure, unless it's made of something super strong. But um, it, for me, plastic. If, if, if I was interested in it, it wouldn't have to be super fast because I'm not a speed crazed moron. There's an irony there. <laughs> says them. So, says them. That leads us probably neatly on to you going racing in Oxford. Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> it leads us neatly on to eBay, where my uh, ID is Speed Craze Moron. <laughs> Speed Craze Moron. Um, so, what? Uh, before we do that, well, well, before we do that, Scott, well, 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 you well, weren't keen, uh -huh. but I was keen. And I want to mention the Can Am link um, because I think it's FV slot announced the box set of the turbo and the non-turbo toyota sevens now it, they're releasing well no i don't know if they're releasing them now but certainly slotcarpassion.com other websites are available but that's a good one um they had pictures of the box set of the red one the turbo and the blue one the normally aspirated um version and um they look quite spiffy and if for instance mr slotcar has some success with his uh shadow perhaps he could move into the uh, realm of the Toyota 7. I mean, even fewer repaints, so possibly not a brilliant business move, but I would I would like a Toyota 7. Long time ago, you've possibly forgotten it, but you gave as a prize to slot for him when you had your Toyota hat on uh, a cutaway drawing of the, the, of the 7, and I've somehow managed to um, win inverted commas that and it's a prized possession i don't know what it is about that car because it's a really simple looking thing but i just love it anyhow uh you you are you are wonderful in your perversity having just <laughs> gone on about how you don't like wedge-shaped wing car looking things you've just described an ad adoration for the most wing car like no car no you're not it. having that the toyota 7 <laughs> is nothing like the shadow it's just a boxy i shouldn't like it because it's so boxy but i i don't know quite why that one appeals but it does so let's just leave it at it's that. it's a very small it's a very small thing in real when we brought one over for goodwood um the day after we had hired snetterton to give some journalists a run in what should have been it and the 92 Le Mans car. Unfortunately, the 92 Le Mans car managed to break at Goodwood, so it didn't run. But to get the journalist into the Toyota 7, uh, we had to take all the bodywork off and remove various bits of things to just squeeze <laughs> Andrew Frankel in uh, so that he could have a drive of it, uh, which he did. Uh, so that was a, a very interesting long day because after a weekend at Goodwood and a very sunny day at Snetterton, and if anyone's ever been to Snetterton, which is a English provincial uh, racetrack uh, is flat and you know the wind comes whistling through and the sun beats down and uh, it's a long time when you're just standing there. Anyway, um, okay, so you want to mention, so I'm racing, Oxford, go. How did you get on? Uh, well, what did you race? Again, I can't go straight there, Scott, because you know you told that, that <laughs> Toyota 7 story in episode, <laughs> I don't know, five or six. Yeah, you, well, not quite the same, but I'm uh, pretty sure it's there. I'm not going to go back. Maybe maybe one of the American listeners, because we've got two, uh, might let us know which one that was. Um, yes, I went racing yesterday evening at Oxford, and it was slotted Group Cs, which I think is a firm favourite uh, of the membership at Oxford. And um, a good time was had by all. There is something deeply joyous about the range of cars that... Um, Maurizio has produced in the Group C styley. 
is something slightly disappointing in the way that the um, Lancia LC2 seems to be the go-to and it beats everything. Certainly in the hands of uh, the the two characters I called the cowboy, uh, John. One is called John and one is called Wayne. So collectively they are the cowboy, John Wayne. That's a reference for kids there. Uh, ah, it, I see what you did there. Yeah, he was in a film with that Tom Cruise and uh, Nicolas Cage uh, was John Wayne. Um, yeah, they've got particularly fast Lancias. Uh, mine is good, that's but not, not that's, stunningly good. Uh, that's not true. John Wayne was never in a film with Nicolas Cage and Tom Cruise. I was Cruise. just trying to make the kids do some research. And, you know, you, well, you were, you were, I, I was by, by, you know, not extensive cinema. I was going, really? That's a fantastic. <laughs> pub. What film was that? If ever, if ever there was a pub quiz winning question, it's that one, but it's not true. So In my say. head, it were Tom Cruise and Nicolas Cage ever on the same set. I'm pretty sure they'd start a fight. I just don't, can't see those two getting along and they'd probably end up in fisticuffs. Anyhow, um, Scale Electric's group, uh, slotted group C's at Ramsden, great fun. Um, and obviously, uh, I'm going to point out that I made it to the podium. Yay. Bottom oh, step, which, obviously. Which, well, which which car were you racing? Which group well, here's the you? thing. This is part of what uh, holds me back with racing, I think, because I've got quite a collection, reasonable collection. I don't think it's massive by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I'm going to have four races in a in a round and so i tend to sort of swap my cars so rather than get consistently bad with one i i am consistently bad with several so i did race my lc2 which um is is quick in a straight line and is good but the driver lets it down i also raced a 962 i think i raced two 962s oh interestingly thinking about it do you remember back to episode one or two um the Tony Secchi cars that we bought from Pendle uh -huh, at the yeah, festival. Yeah. Um, uh, it was my the pink Blaupunkt car. I think that's a Yurst um, car. Oh, say that again. Say that. Say that again, please. Let me hear that again. Pink Blaupunkt car. Yurst. Uh, what? 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 Pink Blaupunkt. Oh, pink. Blaupunkt. It was just to be the. the the way the king <laughs> right okay moving on um and the other one was the uh, i was i call it the fat turbo express but i don't think that is it. i think it might be fa turbo express or something like that but um both of those were tony sechi cars which i've breathed on a little bit um i think that one of them has suspension on the back and they are bargain things that give me quite a lot of joy the pair of them because the livery the liveries are nice and they run reasonably well. But as I have said, slot it um, at Oxford is pretty much a Lancia, um, a Lancia fest well, if you want to win. It, it's, I mean, I've got a lot of the, the slot at Group C cars because they're a Group C nut, mm -hmm. but uh, I, don't, I don't really race them. But I understood, and I haven't got one of these, that the latest Jaguar, the XJR10, which has got a little bit of a longer wheelbase, is kind of the class of the field because it's that extra length but um, that no one's got one of those i have got one of those and i have raced it and i did actually put it out for a few laps um last night and i would say it is the dog's doodars however um i declined to run it in uh, in anger because the front splitter in a shadow dn4 styly is so very low 
I could hear it clacking a little as I did some test laps. And I thought, you know what, I need to put a spacer in here and just lift that spacer that split it up a bit because I don't want to I don't want to leave here in tears because my Jaguar was broken. It is very so good. It is a very good car. I put some thunder slot tires on it and it goes like stink. Uh so interesting so I, in to parallel with the real world the Oxford track is obviously a bit like Sebring then so lots of bumps. Oh hell bumps. yeah that so yeah, oh, yeah. yeah if you were going to compare it to anywhere Sebring which always amazes me when they come around that uh, right hander and I think they're joining a runway or something. There's just this epic bumps. It can't be fun yeah. right driving a car around that track. Not when you're behind is yeah. know, less than an inch off the ground. And your suspension yeah, is no uh, suspension at all, really. Certainly not there for comfort. Yeah, yeah. The brief and they don't they don't have many they don't have much built in comfort like I do. Let's let's leave it <laughs> Um So if that's if that's what I've been doing, what have you been doing, Scott? I went to the Orpington Swap Meet, so you did. Uh, which is sort of in East London. It used to be called the London International Swap Meet, <laughs> um, uh, and now it isn't. Uh, rather sadly, though, I, when I, as soon as I got through the door, uh, I was handed a leaflet for the next one, which is in November, October, November, I think, um, and it says it's going to be the last one, um, which is a little bit uh, over-claiming because apparently the organizer who's organized it for 20 years uh, Phil is going to, he doesn't want to do it anymore, basically. Um, but I think the NSCC, the Collectors Club, are going to take it over. Um, so that was the that was the rumour uh, from the, the show. Um, chatting to Phil, he said it's just that he, I think he's done it a long time, which is good. And I, it's one of the shows I enjoy because it's, it's an old sports hall. It's quite small. It's usually pretty packed with stalls. There's a little ante room that's full. The stage has got people on it. Um, noticeably this time neither the stage nor the anteroom were being used everybody had quite a lot of space so i think there were fewer tables booked by fewer traders for a multitude of reasons um but there was still a good selection there probably less of the the rummaging in old bits type thing which is why i used to enjoy it because it was the last time I went along, I had a couple of tires from old things that I had, and you know there was always somebody there who would go, "Oh yeah, that's a thing we Bob bought it, and here's a tire for it." So it always felt good from that point of view. Uh, but if these people are busy or finding other ways to sell stuff, or maybe not doing it anymore, I guess it tells its own tale. Um, but the good news is, if NSC take it over, then it'll still go on. As I said to you, that felt to me like a little bit of deja vu because when I first got into the playing with toy cars and going to swap meets, um, and I'm maybe stretching the truth a little bit as usual, I think the only swap meets that existed were organised by the NSCC and there weren't many of them. In the intervening 20 odd years, obviously there's been a growth in a number of swap meets so we've got swindon and haven and certainly the standout ones are the ones at gaden but you're all over the place uh, and i think the nscc now only organizes one which is the the milton Keynes one um so if they, they do take over running orpington it'll be an interesting kind of uh, return to where we were starting but who knows whether the swap meet has a has a or that small can i say old-fashioned traditional let's call it traditional traditional swap meet where you've got a mixture of the, the retailers, the traders, the guys you buy from on the website, bringing multiple tables, racks and racks of new cars, bucket loads of old cars. Uh, and then you've got private individuals flogging their collection or somebody flogging some books, somebody flogging some old catalogs, you know, everything in between. 
Maybe that's at its day. I don't know. The internet. I'm going to... Um, I have been once to the Orpington meet. I believe it was called the International when I went. And I, when you mentioned it, I was trying to think when I went. And I honestly... I think I was still married, which means it must be at least 12, 13, 14 years ago that I went. And I came away a little bit meh um, because there weren't, I mean, the, the, like you say, the market has matured. The market for markets has matured. And so swap meets now are a very different beast from what they was back then. And I think you're right. I think the NSCCC probably invented the whole concept. So for that alone, they deserve a pat on the back. Um, but when I went to the Orpington one, the thing that I remember most was there was some dude there with a zapper and you could take a motor uh, for a few quid. He would zap your motor. And that had me fascinated with just what zapping motors was all about. Um, but the the whole, it left me underwhelmed when I went 10 years ago. So to hear that... Um, Recently, it was still a bit underwhelming, is which seems odd because Orpington's a relatively good location, isn't it? Certainly for London. Just off the M20. I mean, literally, what five ten minutes off the M25. So, in getting to it, it's easy. Mm. And from that point of view, it's fine. Um, I don't know, but do you know who the man with his magnet zapper probably was? Mm, am I going to guess? Um, this could go on for quite you a while. You mentioned him. You. You mentioned him earlier. You have a couple of his cars. What? Oh my God! The Magnet King was a zapper. <laughs> Tony Setchy, God rest I his soul. He. <coughs> oh me. nice. Yeah. Funny. Apparently, somebody somebody mentioned that at the weekend. So there's a nice a nice loop to those two together. He was the dude. Um, that's talking interesting. about. That, sorry, that I find that interesting in a sweet way. That um, <laughs> that was him zapping motors, and I now have two of his cars, which I have removed copious quantities of magnets out of that's, that's we should just give a quick recap so back in uh november uh, at the gaiden mm -hmm. um, winter winter festival, slot car yeah both of both of us plus a whole load of other people they were this guy had a huge collection of cars he had died the cars were being sold on a sort of extra table at the pendle site um and they were very cheap there was i think it was like 20 quid a car Easy, or yeah. even less for some yeah They'd all been raced and used. Uh, I came away with about, well, two armfuls. I literally filled up my arm <laughs> twice with cars. Fill your boots. Um, so I, about 10 or 12. But the, th the consistent thing, some were near immaculate uh, slotteds or sideways or whatever. Some were very much Frankenstein monsters where he'd sawn them about and made his own chassis. And, but crucially, he had glued on <laughs> as many magnets many, as he could many find. Many magnets. <laughs> And I remember coming home and, you know, with the, I say about 10 cars, it, taking a long time for me to prize off all these magnets. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I th he was clearly he was clearly the magnet guy. He was the magnet was king. Orpington on Sunday. He was the magnet Somebody king. mentioned that he, he had he had the zapper. But talking about how uh, slot, uh, swap meets and things are evolving, you pointed out to me that um, slot mania in Brussels. Yes. Um, now it's your, your story. So they're going to add a swap meet to what was a race, or is that have I got that wrong? What's the what's the story? I, I don't like the way you said that's your story because I have no facts. But hey, that makes me a journalist, surely. <laughs> oh, see what you did there, Pedro. Um, I all I saw was on slotcarpassion.com, uh, a great website for news and information. Other websites are available, but they won't be as good. Um, 
that I think they're holding a 24 hour race and this at uh, this running which I don't know when it is apologies um they will also attach a swap meet or a show to the to the race which I thought was a nice idea um and I wish them well with it I also had seen recently some pictures of is it foro slot some kind of uh spanish relatively large gathering of um like-minded traders um and that looked quite fun that actually had me thinking oh i don't know if it's barcelona or madrid but uh, mm, there's a possible weekend there isn't there if you nip over and then take in a slot car show although i don't think uh my main squeeze would be too happy with me just disappearing into a um village hall well a community center for ages <laughs> we've come all this way to spain and you just want to go and look at the toy cars yes indeed um anyhow yeah slot mania they will be doing a swap meet alongside their 24-hour race which i thought was a nice kind of they're obviously trying to uh, broadcast promote the hobby so top marks to them well it's a good i mean i think when we did the first um big thing at toyota a million years ago we had racetracks and the stands and, and recognizing that if you're bringing in people who are a bit curious, uh, they don't want to really watch other people race. They quite, that's, that's interesting to a point. They want to have a go yeah. themselves. So we had a mixture of tracks that people were racing on tracks that public could have a go on and all the weird and wonderful stuff. So, you know, the rough tracks, the, four before's etc the little tracks um and that's i think it always what i said last week when i was down in gauge master you know i've been playing with talk slot cars for my entire life i've got a track in the garage but they had a little layout there uh, with a couple of cars on it for public to have a go at and i you know couldn't resist picking up a controller and having a blast round for five minutes so it's a huge getting your hands on these things and seeing them moving is a huge part of what it's all about not just for old gets like us but for new people so no, that's good well and that leads me on to hopefully what i think was i wanted to try and talk about when uh, i said yesterday i spent a couple of well more than a couple of hours probably two lots of a couple of hours at my track just blasting cars around digging out old cars from box going oh i haven't run that for a while got it out um including much to your uh, amazement i think some revel uh, tiny oh, things no, like the Trabant and the don't. NSU. And, oh, Scott, 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 and, Scott, uh, Scott. Real, look at the time. We're out of time. We've got to wrap it up now. Sorry, mate. Save this for another time. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, I well, I'm, I'm happily say for the important thing to see was that. Um, and I think I said to you, how can we, if we could capture somehow, you know, in the many YouTube videos, etc., that there are about slot cars these days. Great, thanks guys for doing them. Can't watch them all, but thanks for doing them. It's just that simple joy and happiness of, you know, having some toy cars that you can hold in your hand, you can put them on the track, and you can just do 10 laps, 20 laps, whatever it is. My Carrera timer, which I always set running, does 100 laps uh, before it kind of times out. So that's kind of my, I just set it going, and then I'm going around and I have a look occasionally at what time I did, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily racing myself it's just out of interest and um and i'm swapping between different cars more often than not it's about 20 25 minutes for me to do 100 laps so i can roughly kind of it's a bit like turning over the lp 
uh, younger listeners will have to ask their grandparents what an LP was. But you know, <laughs> an LP, you'd put it on, it would play for sort of 20 minutes, then you'd have to turn it over and play again. So it's a little bit like that, the rhythm of the car going round, resetting the timer, pulling another car out. I love it. I just That's where the happiness comes but from. The reason I was going to stop you um, from going off on one was you told me the types of car that you were <laughs> recently running around. And I rolled my eyes and I despaired mm. and I just thought, can we get an intervention here going? Um, what were the Revel cars you, you were mucking about with? So I have three of the tiny ones. I saw the, the Trabant, yeah. which is very tiny. Although we say very tiny, the, the, the recently newly uh, released Skeletric Mini, which we all watched racing at Goodwood, the full Swift size tune. one yeah. at the weekend. <laughs> um, Swift Tune one. It's... Uh, it's about that size, actually. A lot slower, but the, the Trabant's about that size. There's an NSU, which is a little bit longer, oh, which goes very nicely. Uh, and I've got a Simca. I don't know what. It's a little boxy Simca. I, if I was having a class for this racing, I would call it Cold War Commuters. I would call it something so else. It's sort of the kind of car... <laughs> I would, would it, And it wouldn't would be it, would, repeatable. Would it all... <laughs> No, I mean, there was you know, the whole load of cheap cars for people that one may saw you minis, little Fiat, Fiat 500s, all that sort of stuff. Um, these NSUs, a lot. There was a lot of re-engined, mm. mass-produced kind of budget budget cars in the 50s, 60s, 70s, wasn't it? Um, so it's kind of they're really not you know racing cars. The, you know, the Beetle is an obvious one, um, but you know still people weren't racing them. So uh, I think it's quite it's, it's entertaining hugely variable again a telling thing about having old slot cars so three cars which were bought at roughly the same time the trabby i kind of swapped the front tires for the rear tires and that's they're kind of all right there's some grip in them the nsu goes like a dream all the axles are straight the wheels are round the tires are still sticky drives really quickly i mean it's doing you know pretty decent lap times uh and the simca is the tires have hardened and gone glossy and you know, it barely goes round. It's like scraping hard plastic off the wall. So I'm going to, my next, which leads me back to swap meet where I can go and get some tyres. So I'm going to put some of those tyres, if I can prize them off the hub in one piece, put them in my pocket, and at the next big swap meet go, have you got any of those? Have you got something that fits that? Because these are not, what do you call it? Euro standard, yeah. whole pole gauge. No, these are, you know, tiny little Are things. these? Anyway, that's another thing. What's uh, What's the tiniest slot car tire ever made? Well, that's yeah. We'll save that one. Eh? <laughs> what <laughs> are these inline? These annoying little um, communist cars. Well, the Revel, that the, the inside story on Revel Revel slot car development would be fascinating. Because again, within those three interesting cars, you'd think, well, a common chassis setup would have been easy and cheaper. One is in line with the motor at the back. One is in line with the motor very much not at the back. Uh, and I can't remember what the other ones, but there doesn't seem to be any real consistency. I love, I mean, I, I've got most of the Revel cars, so those Corvettes, the March you mentioned, there was a really, they looked great. The driver mm. figures were lovely. They had a nice uh, feel to them. Very few of them were good performers per se, um, but yeah, heavily, heavily Carrera influenced them. German company, you would close to coast, they're going to copy what they see from their Austrian neighbours. But uh, 
Uh, yeah, I thought they were interesting cars. There, I picked up a couple of months back a couple of um, Revel Jags because having had one and been incredibly frustrated at not being able to make it run particularly well, I eBayed it and then almost immediately regretted doing so. So I think at possibly gave no, maybe it was a eBay. I picked up a couple. No, it was. One came from Gaiden, one came from eBay. I've picked up a couple, and they are sweetly pretty models, But and this time I'm going to work harder at getting them to run better. But immediately, I, the first laps that the, um, the low-drag coupe did, the pinion just started spinning, and I just thought, oh, God. But um, I don't know if I'll go 3D printing or what. Um, obviously, that is a fad that has died. Um, but I might, I'm, yeah, I might be able to pick up a chassis from somewhere, scrappy out of a dustbin somewhere. I don't know. But you just need, you just need opinion, though. You oh no, you need to do more buttons. than that. I need to drop it a bit. I've I've already shaved down the body posts a bit. I need to drop it. I need to put some decent hubs on it. Um, decent, better guide. You don't need. You don't need to. You could. You want to, but you don't need to. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember if you want to make it go faster? Turn up the voltage. I actually wrote down just now. You said another t- cracking T-shirt um, uh, legend, which says uh, right. "Rummaging for old bits." I think I, I like a T-shirt with "Rummaging for old bits" on it, and then I go to swap meets, and people would avoid me like the plague. So, win-win. <laughs> do it, do it. Okay, that's good. So that's the virtual merch store for this week. Slot where everything is free. <laughs> Postage is instant. Postage is instant. Um, uh, it's all in your imagination, a bit like. Uh, anyway, I, su- <laughs> I suspect, given we're now back to talking about imaginary t-shirts, we probably ought to bring it to a halt. Um, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Oh, um, oh, I'm off oh, to oh, unbox oh, and play, play with oh. my new. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm I just to, w- a pre- premature, a premature ending. <laughs> Viagra. Um, I just wanted to take a cheap shot, as I am wont to do. I saw that Slot Car Passion, I'm not going to say it again, but Slot Car Passion uh, had uh, <laughs> you are had pictures. Of, yeah, they're not sponsors. And they probably say, regret every mention bill. I make of them. Um, they have pictures of the new slotted Toyota 86C, which is a very colourful car that raced at Fuji, 1,000 kilometres in 1987, he said, reading the, off the uh, show notes that he scribbled down. It's very nice, it's very colourful, but it's not a Maserati, is it? That's all I'm saying. It very much is. In the old days, when I was employed by Toyota, uh, that would have been, I, I have to buy that because I had to buy every Toyota slot car, obviously. It's a bit gaudy, um, if I'm honest. And I have to say, it's just one, it's a bit gaudy. It's just one of the many liberations of uh, of unemployment stroke retirement that I don't feel compelled to do that anymore. <laughs> so I saw that and I thought, yeah, I've got about a dozen of those. But uh, I, I shouldn't, I, I'm very kindly, uh, Maurizio sent me a few of them. Uh, in the early days, which was so I didn't buy them all, but uh, he did. Yeah, he's a yeah, nice fellow. That uh, was very nice. Yeah, he knows what up. He's a nice. He's fella. nice to chat to. Um, it's a bit of a gaudy one that one, and I think it would be one for the collectors only. And the eighty, uh, the Toyota eighty six does run very well. I have to say, it's quite a light body. I think on that, and it does go quite well. I've got a Minolta car, and um, I love it to bits. Almost. I love it too much to race, which is a rare thing for me to admit to. But um, it's so pretty, I don't want to break it. But it does go like stink, so I should well, break it. Well, there you go. 
that tees up a subject for a future episode. Cars we love too much to use because hmm. they're too valuable, they're too pretty, they're too rare. Dot, dot, dot. Write, write in and tell us what you think. Tell us what you've got that you, you're you frightened to use for whatever reason. And you know the address, dear listener. Oh, by the way, I must... The dear listener, I'm delighted to see... I, I said it half-jokingly in the last episode, I'm going to Orpington. If you recognise me, come up and say hello. Literally, within two minutes of walking through the door, uh, a chap came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder and said, are you Scott? And I went, yes. He said, just to say... Thank you for doing the podcast. I listen. It's really great. Keep doing it. And I was, I was, as I predicted, I would be. I was absolutely delighted. I was so delighted. I had to remember and go back and. Ask I was just about to say, did um, did so you get you. his name? Because you were telling this nice story, but you're not giving him no. a shout out. No. Well, I think he deserves. It. <laughs> <laughs> so he came up to you, said, "I really yeah, appreciate your work. I love yeah. what you're doing. Thank you very much. Please don't mention my name." <laughs> No, he didn't. He didn't do that last bit. But no, it was so. Thank you. It was very. It was very kind of him. And uh, so I have to say, thereafter for the next two hours, nobody mentioned. It. And in fact, I mentioned it to a couple of people and said, what? "Do you listen to the podcast?" And they went, "No." Didn't you say? <laughs> yeah. What was that? What's the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I think there's. A, I think there's maybe a there maybe a technological technological leap required for some slot car. Uh, uh, users, but never mind. Anyway, so I just thought I'd get it. It was jolly nice. But, but yes, write to us, or leave messages on the forums, uh, we pages on Slot Forum or on Slot Racer or on the Facebook pages, on Twitter, even on YouTube, because when we publish this on YouTube, even though you can't see us, thank God, uh, there's some images to go with it, but you can always leave comments, I think I'm saying that correctly. But anyway, it'd be good to hear from you. Let us know what you think, particularly about have you got a car that you're too scared to use. So with that, we'll definitely say goodbye. I'm going to go and play with my new Porsche and finish building my Carrera Hospitality Tower that I got for my birthday. That I'm, I'm not familiar through. with the Carrera Hospitality Tower. Oh, it's beautiful. It's three stories high above a pit garage and it comes with little cardboard people and a bar. Cardboard and all that sort of people? It's lovely. I'm going to Cardboard. Yeah, well, when you put them inside, they suddenly just see them. cardboard. You know, as in, you know, two-dimensional people. <laughs> Look it up and there. Like a lot of people I know, very two-dimensional. Um, okay. Say goodbye, Pedro. Goodbye, Pedro. <laughs> Bye, everybody. And we're out. That was all right. That's Kept going. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of the time just seemed to run out very quickly. There. I don't, again, oh. usual thing in the middle. I always think we get flabby in the middle because it seemed. I, I looked at the clock. I thought, oh, we're at, we're at 15 minutes. We're doing all right. And the next time I looked at the clock, it was like 37. I thought, how did, how did we? Yeah, where does that time go? That? Um, I just realised I'm still recording, so I'm going to stop that because that's perfect stuff to put at the end. I apologise. I didn't mean to trap you with. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no.